Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Lauren, can you drive home from the studio today? Sorry, I can't. My back is so sore and driving's actually making it much worse. Yeah, but I drove last week. I know, and I appreciate that, but it is important for me to help myself. And actually, I need to prioritise my back and not make the problem worse. Okay, that's fine. I, I'm fine. I'm happy to. And also, well done on standing up for yourself. And that's exactly what we are doing this week for our last show in our mental health mini-series. I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishcon. And this is Self Care Club. The advice for self-care today is endless and can be yet another overwhelming job for women. Every episode, we trial a different self-care practice, live it to the letter for a week and report back to you on the results. Will it actually improve your well-being or will it be another waste of your time? We test out self-care so you don't have to. Welcome to Self-Care Club. some of us, standing up for ourselves doesn't come naturally. In fact, it might even feel impossible. Maybe you're someone who doesn't like to rock the boat, so you swallow any opposing thoughts or feelings to avoid confrontation. Going along with what other people want just feels like the better or easier thing to do. And it's great to be an agreeable and easygoing person. But the problem arises when we allow people to walk all over us. It's going to leave us with a bad taste in our mouth and we're going to be left with anger and resentment. Standing up for ourselves is about having boundaries and, importantly, knowing how to assert them. When we don't do this, we become passive. We allow life to just happen, often trampling over us along the way. If you find it difficult standing up for yourself, it might be because you are out of touch with your own needs and tuned in too much to other people's. When this happens, you leave yourself wide open to being taken advantage of. So I'm going to ask you clubbers if you relate to any of the following. You fear you'll be faced with rejection or anger if you don't give in to other people's wants and needs. The idea of standing up for yourself fills you with dread. You know that deep down you want to say something, but the words just don't come. Or maybe they do come, but further down the line at the wrong moment and in a burst of anger and frustration. Oh my God, I've done that so many times. You generally prefer to play second fiddle instead of taking the limelight. You overcommit yourself at work, for example, working long hours or taking too much on. You feel lost or directionless. You avoid confrontation at all costs. You might feel guilty when you do manage to stand up for yourself or you're a people pleaser. In fact, you're comfortable pleasing everyone but yourself. Laura Mishcon. I knew you were coming to me. Well, you're the only person in the room. It's true, I am. <laughs> Who, what ones do you relate to? Um, I avoid confrontation at all costs. Uh, the idea of standing up for myself fills me with dread. Uh, I often do think of what I should have said further down the line and that does make me fuming. I mean, quite a lot of these. Yes, I am a people pleaser. Yes. Wow. I confess all my sins. Okay. It's not sinful. It's not sinful, but I yes, I'm I'm relating to a few of these things. Yeah, well, so am I. Are I you? Which ones? Are. Which um, ones? I can be a people pleaser. Mm. But I'm not comfortable pleasing everyone but myself, but no. I can be a people yeah. pleaser. Um, I do sometimes feel guilty if I stand up for myself. Mm. I definitely don't avoid confrontation at all costs. Can we talk about confrontation just for a second? Yeah. Because one of the things that I hate most in the world is when people say to me, I, I don't like confrontation. 
as if that's supposed to be a good thing. Like mm. no one likes confrontation. It's not something that I think is is a good thing to like or not like, but it's not about confrontation. It's about just standing up for your own needs. Well, um, I live with someone whose job it is to walk into very difficult situations and resolve them. In fact, he's a lawyer and his speciality is conflict resolution. Nice. So he is super comfy with conflict in a positive way because he's resolving the but conflict. But he's always looking for solution. Yes, that's the way that's his brain the is tuned, He's not looking for generally. blame. No, 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 of course not because it's in a professional capacity. Yeah. But what I mean is I would run for the hills rather than have to walk into a conflict and he does that like all guns blazing. But you're very good at saying what you think. You, <sighs> you are. We have this conversation a lot, don't we? And... and Anyway. You're very direct and straight shooting. If you don't want to do something, you don't do it. If you don't agree with something, you tell me. It depends. It depends. It depends where. Where, who, what. Yeah. Anyway, okay. if you guys also relate to some of that, then maybe you are also someone who finds standing up for themselves hard. But why is that? Well, the first step in learning how to stand up for yourself is to understand why you feel this way. And regardless of whether you're more naturally introverted or extroverted, expressing and asserting yourself should be relatively instinctive. And when it's not, and when it feels overly challenging, it's usually rooted in the past. Somewhere along the line, you may have learned that it was bad to have needs or that your needs were not as important as other people's. And this belief might be so deep rooted, you're not even aware of it at a conscious level. But deep down, it holds you prisoner to the needs and wishes of everyone but yourself. Oh, so sad. Perhaps your parents weren't very tuned into your needs when you were growing up, or you might have had a parent who over relied on you, and you may have been extremely empathic towards them and worried about hurting their feelings or making them feel bad if you were to express how you felt or what you really wanted. Or alternatively, you may have grown up with very strict parents where standing up for yourself was out of the question. A parent or maybe both parents ruled the roost. And when you expressed what you wanted or how you felt, you were shot down or punished or ignored or abandoned. And over time, you've learned to make yourself small and suppress your needs altogether. If any of this feels familiar, you might find yourself in similar relationships today. Maybe it's a micromanaging boss, a controlling partner, or an emotionally draining friend who's showing up in your life now because we tend to seek out similar dynamics to the ones we experienced in childhood because however hard they are, they feel familiar to us. Mm -hmm. People who are afraid to stand up for themselves are also often people pleasers. It's tough to address concerns when you're terrified that the other person might become upset. Low self-esteem is often at the root of this behaviour. People pleasers view their worth as a condition of other people's acceptance of them. Often, when someone hears the word assertiveness, they think of aggressiveness, especially when connected with women. They instantly connect it with being mean, pushy or bossy. And God forbid we are any of those things. Yeah. While some people are like that, that is actually not assertiveness. Being assertive is not the same as being aggressive. Okay, being assertive is not the same as being aggressive, everybody. Assertiveness is, by dictionary definition, having or showing a confident and forceful personality. I don't like the word forceful. 
because that's going to put people off as well. It's a way to get your needs met without offending others. It is so powerful, yet no one is hurt. In fact, assertiveness is about asking for what you want and expressing yourself in a manner that respects others and yourself. Yes. So what are the benefits of standing up for yourself and being assertive? Because that's really what we're talking about. It's about asserting yourself. Sure. Isn't it? Which, yeah. Which women are so uncomfortable doing. Yes. Right. The benefits are it builds confidence. Standing up for yourself is closely linked to being confident enough that you have the ability to let others know what you need from them. It is okay if someone doesn't like what you say. As long as you are confident, you are saying the right thing while being respectful. While being respectful. That's the, the key part of it, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. And you get to, you, we don't have to agree with each other. It's not something, you don't always have to be agreeable or get everyone to agree with you and everyone just be on the same side as you. You can actually have healthy debates. Mm. It's okay. Mm. It's okay to disagree. It boosts your self-esteem. It frees up your time and mind. All those times you said yes or remained silent when in actuality you wanted to say no and then wasted so much time berating yourself and questioning yourself as to why you did that will be saved it helps in creating higher self-worth and builds self-respect. This is really important. Candidly letting others know what you need or desire or how you feel demonstrates personal dignity, self-confidence and self-respect. It says, I matter. I need you to take my point of view and feelings into account. Yeah. And it's also because I am taking my needs into account. It's so vital. It also builds respect for others. Learning to calmly stand up for yourself can be immensely gratifying, hence improving your self-esteem and making those you love feel respected and heard as well. Your needs are met with lesser conflict. When you learn to communicate your point of view with assertive language, you're also more likely to get your needs met with less conflict. People will begin to respect you and what you say more because they will realise that you are not going to lie down and roll over, especially when what you are saying is true and factual. Mm. Well, it's true for you. Yeah. Yes. But that does need to be respected. But you, it will only be respected if you respect it yourself. So here's the bit clubbers where you might want to pause the podcast and go and grab yourself a pen and paper or your phone as we're going to share our three-step plan on how to stand up for yourself. So number one, pinpoint why you find standing up for yourself so difficult. Did you relate to any of the stuff that we've been discussing? Can you identify what experiences in your own childhood might have led you to undermine your own needs? When we understand why we behave in a certain way, we open the door to changing that behavior. So that's number one, pinpoint why you find standing up for yourself so difficult. Number two, Make a note of all the ways you might be giving too much in your relationships, at home, at work. Identify any areas in your life that make you feel angry or resentful. And once you know where the imbalances are, you can gradually start to level them out. And three, get clear on your needs. Try brainstorming on a piece of paper and write these three statements. I would really love it if... dot, dot, dot. I want... It's important to me that I feel dot, dot, dot. Oh, I love it. Mm. I love that. That's and almost journaling, Lauren. <laughs> it is, isn't it? <laughs> almost. Right, but we'll just call it brainstorming on a piece of paper. Is that more comfortable? Yes, it is. Considering and prioritising other people's needs has probably become second nature to you, but shift the focus onto you and what you 
once. You might find that you need to do this over and over and over again. The brain is a muscle, so it's going to take time to retrain it into focusing on you. How many times do you think we have said that in the last two years on this show? What, the brain is a muscle or yeah. focus your needs on you? The all brain of it. is a muscle. It, all yeah. of these things are a muscle that need training and it yeah. takes time. Yeah. So just bear that in mind. Some things to consider, clubbers. Start small and build your confidence up slowly. Assertiveness is a skill, which means you need to practice it. It's likely to feel scary at first, so start with the smaller things that don't feel so intimidating. Use I statements when asserting yourself. This is the number one rule in the healthy communication handbook. Some examples of this in action are, I don't appreciate it when you take that tone with me. I feel you're unhappy with something at the moment. Please, can you let me know what's wrong? I am not prepared to talk about this today. Oh, that's, that is so powerful. I'm overworked at the moment and I need you to delegate some of my responsibilities to other members of the team. Yeah. Bringing it back to you, Always. what you need, what you want. Expect to feel guilty oh. and push on through that anyway. Just watch out for any guilt. You can listen to our show on No Guilt. You know, it's not a coincidence week. that all these things have come together. Absolutely not. Just when it comes, this guilt, just acknowledge it. Remind yourself, yup, this is an old feeling. It's not relevant. It's not helpful to me right now. Think about whether you might be stuck in any unhealthy relationships. If you are, you need to find a healthier balance. Ideally, these relationships will naturally shift into a healthier place as you build your assertiveness. They might not. People might not like it. And if they don't, you might want to consider therapy to talk it through with a professional or you might consider walking away. The people who love and care for you will want to see you grow. And if they don't, then it's time to fill your world with people who do. And lastly, remember, your desires and needs are just as important as everyone else's. They may not have been recognised as such when you were younger, but you have the power to make sure that they are now. Mm. And as you begin to fight your own corner, you'll find that things will shift in your favour. I mean, it goes without saying that this has to be done and it has to be practised in the club and it has to be practised outside of the club. Yes, it does. How are you with standing up for yourself, Lauren? Not great. And I thought I was quite good, but then I was sort of thinking about all the examples and then I realised that all the examples were actually when I stand up for other people because I'm quite good at that. For example, at a birth, if I see something going on that I'm not particularly delighted about, I'm very, very happy to stand up for my client and change yeah. that for her. Yeah. I find that quite easy. It's so interesting. And I had this conversation with my son's girlfriend because I, I know she's bad at standing up for herself. And, and actually, she read the show and she said, that's so interesting. And I said, do you think you could do with practicing that a little bit? And she said, yeah, but you know, when I was younger at school, I was really good at standing up for my friends. And I said, no, 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 no. It's not the same. That's other people. What about yourself? So I, I think I'm definitely not alone in that. How are you at standing up for yourself? Of course you're not alone. Um, I'm all right. I'm not brilliant. Mm. I don't like to, I, I fall into that. Oh, I don't want to say anything. I can't be bothered with a fuss. I don't want a drama. I'm a bit like that. So I let things go on, sweep things under the carpet more than I should. And then how do you feel? Uh, it depends what it is and who it's with. Okay. But it, resentment can build. Definitely. That's what I find. And that's on me. Yeah. 
that I can't put that on anyone else yeah. because I need to, but it's the boundary work again, isn't it? Because I need to respect my own boundaries yeah. because nobody else is going to. And if yeah. I feel resentful, I'm resentful with myself because I haven't implemented that. And would you say that you are assertive? Yes. Would you say I was assertive? Yes. I would say you were assertive. I don't know if I am or I'm not. Outwardly, I think I am in many situations and then in other ways I'm not. Yeah, I think I can probably say the same thing. And are there situations and people who you might feel more comfortable being assertive with and others of course, not so much. Of course, of course. Me being assertive with Adam or me being assertive with a girlfriend are always going to be very different. Interesting. So, of course, it depends on the relationship, mm. doesn't it? In a professional scenario, mm. I find it very difficult. You see, I find it a lot easier. Do you? Yes. There's been many times when we haven't said things that we probably should have said. But I think in those particular instances, I have wanted to, I, I've wanted to say them less. Maybe it hasn't been as, um, it hasn't made me feel as much as you. You felt stronger. What I'm trying to say is yeah. you felt stronger about it than I have, which is why I didn't feel the need to feel particularly assertive. Maybe, maybe. But I think there's been certain times when... I should have said, actually, no, that's not okay. And I didn't. And mm. it's and it's haunted me a little bit. Do you Have you ever done that in your personal life? Yes. Mm. I've done it a lot in my personal life. Mm. I do find it hard. I think if I had a boss and maybe I felt like I was in, a, if I was in a workplace and something was unfair, I wonder how I would be with saying something. I don't think I would be very good. Mm. Well, that's but coming that's up in I'm my week. Totally unemployable. <laughs> so come on. Let's cut to a short break, and then when we come back, you can tell us about your week. Okay, now I don't want to say that I've failed, but I also have to bring to the podcast the, the truth of the matter, which is this is real. We do not fabricate or make Nothing. up or lie about anything that happens on here. So I spent the whole week waiting for a situation where I could stand up for myself and one did not occur. And then yesterday, one nearly occurred and I thought, huh. So it was about me having to be out of the house all day and all evening on Wednesday because you and I are off. Yes. And my husband needing to basically be me for the day. Yes. And I just reminded him again. He went, you keep mentioning it. And I said, because I just need to 100% know that you know you're me that day you're picking up you're dropping off you're doing dinner what he's like you're not going to be what do you mean you're not even going to be home by 8 p.m and this whole this whole very old boring dialogue happened and I thought oh do I need to stand up for myself here and I thought do you know what I don't because he's doing it anyway and if I do the whole standing up for myself thing all I'm doing <laughs> is causing a row for the sake of material for the podcast so yeah. I'm just not no, we don't, doing listen, that us and the club me and the clubbers do not want you to have a row with Ollie right just for content well we didn't we just had a much nicer evening instead okay, of that. Good. Um, so, so nothing happened. So I had to go back and think about situations where either I did or I didn't stand up for myself. And two things really popped out at me and they were both work situations and they were both situations where I didn't stand up for myself. And it really upsets me now for my now more grown up self that I didn't. Okay. So the first example was when I was in my first job. 
um, at an actor's agency. Oh, we're really going back. We're really going back. <laughs> so I was in my early 20s and I had a miscarriage. I was back in the office 48 hours later. I made no fuss about it. It wasn't discussed. But I knew that my boss was, for whatever reason, uh, very unhappy that I was obviously trying to get pregnant. You know, she felt betrayed, annoyed, whatever it was she was feeling, which was more upsetting because she was a woman. And from that point onwards, I found this out about a year later, I found on the computer, because they weren't very good at hiding this, basically a list of grievances oh my God. that they were building. We couldn't do that now. Against me in order to be able to get Unfair rid of dismissal. me. If they Anyway, it was, when I say petty, I can't even tell you, like, I think I forgot to tell someone once that someone had called. Like, it was that sort of thing, right? And comments that I had made. They were writing down things I was saying. That is so awful. Anyway, I found this just before I went for lunch one day. Can you imagine working in a job in an office where you thought everyone was on your side and, like, your mate and you really enjoyed your job and you just had a miscarriage and then you find this, you find this document? I felt like I'd been punched. I felt sick. Can I ask a question? Yeah. You're giving us an example from 20 years ago when you didn't stand up yeah. for yourself. Yes. Not when you did. That was that a question or a statement? <laughs> I'm just I'm just confirming I've got it you're, right. You're, you've got it right. I went out for lunch and I considered everything I could have said and done, including just not coming back and sending an email and whatever. I went back to the office and I carried on like nothing had happened. So let me ask you this. Yeah. If that scenario would come up today in your life, yeah. how would you handle it? I would not have come back from my lunch break and I would have written a legal letter. Yeah. I would have printed off that document. Yeah. I would have written a legal letter to say, this is what you've been doing. I'm going. I am not seeing out my three months or however it is my notice. I want the pay in full and you better give it to me or I'm suing you. And P.S. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I would have done. Yeah. So it annoyed me. And then this wasn't so long ago. I would say it was mm, maybe only 10 years ago. I was editing a doula magazine and I took this job on myself. It was basically essentially a black and white couple of bits of A4 stapled together that were printed out to, to doulas. And I turned it on my own from that into a glossy proper magazine with articles and authors and poems and recipes and, and, and everything and it took a lot of work and I asked to be paid for that work and not really hardly anyone in the in the um, business in the community was paid it was mostly voluntary and they said well show us what you can do and we'll consider it so I made this thing one month and they were like yep okay and they started paying me and this went on for about a year and then uh, someone else took over as chairperson and they called me to a meeting in town and all these women were sitting around a table and they had pots of tea and they had some sandwiches and they had some water and I came to the table and no one offered me anything not even a glass of water and they basically just sat there and said well we can't afford to pay you to do this anymore so either do the same thing for free or we're gonna have to get someone else to do it for free yeah not even a thank you no Absolutely. So what did you do? No expression of gratitude for the work I'd done. What did you do? Nothing. I, I was like, uh, I was like, uh, quite shocked. I also felt really bullied because you were nobody. But they're also are expecting you to work for free. Well, not just that, but 
I was but aggressively worked. I was being <laughs> quite aggressively spoken to by the chairperson and nobody else at that table stood up for me. Nobody said, actually, she's done a really fucking good job. Or actually, maybe you could offer her less or maybe you could negotiate. No one stood up for me. And I said, well, you know, I need to, I need to think about it. And then basically, because that part of the meeting was over, they just dismissed me from the meeting. They just dismissed oh, me and I went and one of the other women was coming back from the toilet and passed me in the corridor and looked at me. I must have looked very upset and she said, oh, are you OK? I said, yeah, I'm fine. And I went home. And when I think back on that now, I'm so angry with myself for not sitting at that table and standing up for myself, even if no one else was willing to do that you for me. For yourself. I should sure. have been there for myself and I really, I'm, you know what, I'm still angry about it now because I know what a fucking great job I did. And I built something that is still continuing, by the way, without me, which is totally fine. Um, actually, it's now, I think it's now just an email. I think it's not in print anymore. But um, yeah, it was, it was that, that I allowed myself to be spoken to like that and essentially bullied so actually what you're pointing to is the importance of standing up for yourself yes very very because those much two so. scenarios of when you didn't when they were like these really landmark moments in your life yeah have really stayed with you yes and what i still feel is the resentment yeah. of it and a bit of anger and and a bit of that is directed at me for not being but then there. there's always other areas that will come up where you get to rectify that for your own integrity and for yourself. Yes. Right? Yes. So you might not have done it in that moment. And I don't think I would have done it in that moment. And I, that, see, I think you would have done it. Not in the moment. I don't think I would have done it in the moment because I think I would have been taken, even now, I think I would have been taken aback. Well, hold on, I've just been slapped in the face. Hold on, I need a second. And yeah. I probably afterwards would have written an email about well, how I felt. Well, I, I did. I actually sent an email a few days later and I said, you know, after consideration, I've decided to step down. But the thing that really bothered me was that three women from that meeting either texted or emailed me privately to say, I think it was really disgusting the way that you were treated and the way you were spoken to that day. And I was like, well, it makes it even why worse. didn't you say something? Yeah. Like, that's worse. If you felt it was right, then sit there in silence. But if you actually sat there and allowed me to be bullied, why didn't you stand up for me? But it's not about them. It was about you standing it was. up for you. The answer was they were terrified of this chairperson, which is why they didn't do it. But, you know. But, it, but it also, it's not their responsibility for them to stand up for you. It's not their responsibility. Would have been nice, but it made course. it but it made it quite hurtful. Of course, and that's yeah. totally understandable, but I guess what we're trying to do with this week is encourage people to look at where they're accountable and responsible for their own emotional well-being. I am accountable 100% for both of those situations. I chose to go back to that office and work there for many more years, by the way, until I left. And I'm responsible for not sitting at that table and say, oh, thank you so much for not even offering me a cup of tea. No, I won't put all these hours in for free now. I've done a great job. You could say thank you. I'm going now. Goodbye. And it's insulting that you think that my time is worth nothing, not one penny. Whatever. <laughs> I'd like to go back, but I can't. Again, that is why it's so important that when a situation arises... And I'll guarantee something will arise in the next couple of months where you get to stand up for yourself yeah. in a big way to be able to make your peace with what happened 10 years ago. Maybe.
Maybe. Listen, I, I, I know it. And there's been so many times where I've had those and I've walked around thinking, I wish. And you know one of them. Yes. It's happened through the podcasting world. Yeah. It's happened. Yeah. And it still sits so badly with me that I didn't say, actually, you're crossing a boundary and it's not for you to tell me how I show up on social media or whatever it was. Yeah. And I would still love to have that conversation, but it's gone. It's done. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. but my learning from it was I will never let someone talk to me like that again. Mm. Well, in both situations, obviously, I would n never allow either of those situations no. again, which I think but, is why. But that's I, the learning. But I think that's why I said to you in work situations, I do feel like I'm able to be assertive now. Maybe that's why, because I've learned the horrible hard way. And you know how it feels. But in my personal life. I struggle. I struggle a lot. Right. Well, should that. I give you a couple of examples where I have stood up for myself? Yes, please. Okay. So I am on a committee. It's very early days for a charity. Yeah. And I have done charity work before over the years. And I was on a committee quite a few years ago for 10 years. And I felt very overlooked on this committee. I felt I didn't have a voice. I felt no one really took me seriously. And in the end, I left because I just felt there was no point in me being on it mm. because everything that I said was completely dismissed. Yeah. And I had a bit of an argument with them and I said, I just can't do this anymore. This is, And they were all completely shocked, all men, by the way. They just did not see it coming. It was hilarious. Um, and anyway, I was really pleased I left. So I'm now on a different committee mm -hmm. with a different charity mm -hmm. and it's very early days. And we had one meeting. Mm -hmm. um, I actually couldn't be there. They were all face to face and I zoomed in. Yeah. And it was a room full of men. Yeah. Yet again. How many? Uh, there were six men mm -hmm. and me. Yeah. And then there was one girl there who works for the charity. Okay. So I don't know how much she's on the committee, but she was just there. Right. And we were talking about a launch event mm -hmm. and what we were going to do. And as I zoomed in and I saw all the men at this table, it was very, it was just a big reminder of the last time I was doing all the charity work. Um, and one of the guys said, well, I think we should do a sporting event. But, and I, and I said, I thought you didn't want to do a sporting event. No, no, I think we should. We've done it before. It was really good. We we raised loads of money. Everyone really enjoyed it. I always really enjoyed it. And I said, well, women aren't going to come to a sports quiz. They're just not. And he said, yes, they are. Women will come because it was a great night and, and we had a good time. And I thought, right, this is the moment mm. that I either stand up for myself yeah. or I just let six Suck men up. decide what women want to do. Right. And I said, I am now looking in a room, a table full of men. If you want any form of diversity in this event, then you have to take my opinion as a woman that women do not and will not come to this event. If it is a male dominated event, that's fine. But you're looking to get everybody. Mm. Please don't tell me what women want to do. I will tell you what women want to do. Yeah. How did that go down? He went very, very quiet. Yeah. Um, and the, because they were talking about, it was, it was a totally inappropriate event mm. for a number of reasons. And then the woman who works for the charity mm -hmm. said, we're not going to do that kind of event. I can assure you. And I said, great. Yeah. Fine. Mm -hmm. And I was really proud of myself because 10 years ago, I didn't say it. Yeah. I didn't say it. Yeah. Because I was letting this man tell me what I want to do. Yeah. Which men do because they don't even realize they're doing it a lot of the time. And I just thought, no, mate, this is not <laughs> happening again. 
And so I felt really proud of myself. Good. But I ruffled a few feathers mm. and that was uncomfortable. And do you think, so the way you say it to me, it sounds like you were assertive, but also respectful. Well, he wasn't listening to me. Yeah. Because when I, I said women don't want to come to that, yeah. that should have just been, oh, okay. Yeah. He tried to disagree with me yeah. and said, well, well, no, they will. And I just thought, here I am again with a room full of men telling me what I think, basically. And I guess there was a little bit of resentment left over from the 10 years sure. ago, which I brought into that room. Yeah. And I just basically thought, no, fuck you. No, I'm not having this. No. Mm. And that was me standing up for myself. So I kind of felt like Good. I rewrote history. Good. And you learned from past experience and you used it. And if you, you've asked me to come on the committee, so therefore I have a voice. So I'm going to use it. Well, and if you don't want my yeah. voice on the committee. Then don't ask me and on I the committee. I basically said afterwards, because they were still going around about it. I said, yeah. if you're going to do this sports quiz, I'm out. Yeah. Because I don't have any relevance here for that. Yeah. So. <laughs> and are they going to? Oh, I don't I, no, I still don't know. Okay. I still don't know. But But if they do, it's not for me. Okay. So that was one example. So I was feeling Great. really good about myself. Yep. The other thing was that I had a very big day on Thursday. It was a very important day to me. It was the day of my competition at the gym and it kind of took over my life for six weeks and I was training very, very hard for it. And it was something that just meant quite a lot to me. And my beautiful best friend forgot. And what she basically did was she's she's got a lot going on. She's very, very busy at the moment. But she... Um, just didn't know that it was that day. And we're very involved and entrenched yeah. in each other's lives. So when these big things happen and we miss it, it's quite upsetting. So, and she called me 10 minutes before the event. Uh -huh. And I thought, oh, she's phoning to wish me luck. Yeah. And I couldn't answer. And yeah. then sent me a message. It was about a dress. Right. She completely forgot. Okay. So the next day, I just thought, I just can't bother to speak to her today. Um, and she texted me and said whatever she asked. And I just wrote back with a one word answer and she just knew I was upset immediately she's like why are you upset what's going on so I just thought well I can either let it blow over which of course it will because yeah. it's not that important or I can just stand up for myself okay. and tell her that I was really upset that she missed it so what did you do so she asked if we could go for a walk so I did um and I basically said to her look I know you think it's silly and it's not a big thing for you. And she goes, don't tell me what I think. And I said, okay, no, you're quite right. Yeah. I said, well, that's how I feel. Um, but the fact that you didn't check in or you didn't wish me luck and then it was just about something completely different was really upsetting mm. because you're my best mate and I want us to share these moments. It's something I'd been working on very, very hard. It kind of took a big chunk of my six weeks out and I just wanted you to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. And she said, I get that and I'm sorry. Okay. That was good, wasn't it? That was good. I don't think if we were doing this week, I would have said anything. Really? It well, it would have blown over and it's not a big thing. And I know she loves me and she's the most wonderful, supportive friend anyway. So, you know, really. Did you feel better in the moment for just having stood up for yourself? Did it Did it make you feel better or was not it in a the bit moment? Of, no, it was really was uncomfortable and yeah. it was a bit fractious between yeah. the two of yeah. us. But we are close enough that I knew we were going to ride that out. Yeah. I didn't worry about any of that. Um, but it's just having to have a difficult conversation. So it was either do I avoid the difficult conversation or mm. do I tell her how I felt? Mm. And then afterwards, it's just been totally gorgeous. See, since. I totally would have avoided the conversation. Now I'm thinking about your situation. I would never have said it. I just would have chalked it up mentally. Okay, that's a time I felt a bit let down and I wouldn't go there. But there, but I would, there are people I would let that go with because it doesn't matter. Mm. 
But with her, mm. she is such an intricate part of my life mm. that I don't want her missing these things in my mm. life. Mm. And I d and she said to me, if I ever drop the ball again, please just tell me. I was like, well, I, I fucking will because I did. <laughs> and she knew instantly. Mm. I couldn't hide it. Mm. It's like you with Eliza. You just can't hide these things. Mm. Mm. So I think the standing up for yourself is... It's not... You don't have to do it everywhere because sometimes you can just rough, ruffle feathers unnecessarily. Yes. And it's about choosing your times and when it's important to you or when your integrity is out of alignment or at risk. Or when you don't do it and it's going to leave you feeling angry, resentful, hurt, whatever it is, because you'd rather suck that stuff up inside than say something. But then the sucking up causes something else. Yeah, that's what I mean. Then yeah. you're left with all the... The rubbish, yeah, basically. But, but you're not. But then that falls into the relationship as well. Mm. Yeah. Should we summarise? Well, I mean, what did, <laughs> what did you learn? I want you. I want you to come to the epilogue with an example of standing up for yourself. Well, if maybe if, I'll just like annoy you in some way, so you have to stand up no, to me. No, don't do that. I mean, I, I may not come to the epilogue if something arises in my life where I have to. We've got a very I, busy week. <laughs> then I will or I won't stand up for myself. But I can't fabricate it. And although that did annoy me this week, I also felt like, no, we've done this podcast for two years with integrity. I will continue in that manner. So I'm not going to make something up for the sake of it. Oh my God, we would never, no, ever so I, make something so up. So I'm, you know, I'm annoyed that I wasn't given an opportunity this week to stand up for myself. But also it's quite nice that I didn't have to, you know. Yeah, but I don't want you avoiding this because actually I think it's I, quite... I am a little bit avoidant of it. Yeah, it's, and it's a little bit of an edge. It's you? it's more than a little bit of an edge, quite a big edge for me. Exactly, which is why this work's important. Yeah. So I think out of the two of us, I am better at doing it. I agree. But it's I'm definitely not comfortable with it. I don't think many people are comfortable with it. So I can't say what worked for me this week because I didn't have the opportunity to stand up for myself mm. but I guess what I have learned is obviously history has made me aware of situations in work where I will no longer tolerate things that I did lovely will that do yeah for the time being totally okay what worked for you well the kind of just that like I, I feel like I rewrote history mm. a little bit mm. and what was really interesting is um last week at the very beginning when we started doing this week, I saw two members of the committee who I hadn't, the old committee, yeah. who I hadn't seen for years. Oh. And actually, we were at a lunch together and it was yeah. so lovely to see them without having to have any of that committee, charity, fundraising stuff in it. And it was really nice to see them. So the whole thing, I felt, did a full circle. Nice. And I really did find my peace with that. Nice. What, what, what didn't work for you? Um... The ruffling feathers piece, because in the middle of that meeting, the charity meeting, once I'd said it, I felt self-conscious. Yeah. I felt like I had said too much. Mm. The old narrative mm. of, oh, my God, I've stood up for myself. What do people think of me? Were you worried that they would be thinking, she's very aggressive? Also, I wasn't in the room. I was yeah, on Zoom. That's they harder. were in the room. And yeah. I did say, look, I am finding it hard to read you all because yeah. I'm I'm yeah. separate from yeah. you, but I'm the only woman here. Mm. So I have to say this. Mm. Um, 
but it kind of died down a lot because I felt what I said was important. Mm. Okay. Um, you know, the, the, the having to put, having to stand up for yourself and how that affects other people, it's that bit is just so mucky. That's not the bit that gets me. The bit that gets me is the really having to look at why don't I like to stand up for myself? And when I really well, look at that... because you like to people, please. Yeah, but when I really look at that and I go back and back and back, I'm like, a lot of that shit I don't want to touch and I probably should, but I don't really want to. And I think a lot of that shit stems from when your parents divorce when you're very young because you are left dealing with rather than a sort of a set of parents who are just uh, your parents but are not individual human beings there's something that happens when they divorce and that you see your parents as individual human beings with lives and all sorts of different stuff happens to them you know they're not just like a lump of mum and dad so I think and I was very young I was only nine and I think there's a still a load of shit that I bad really bad habits I picked up then that perhaps even now in my mid-40s I still haven't let go of or you know dealt with in a different way and so that was the bit this week that was like mm, I don't want to go pick like drudging around in that mess so there you go Ooh. fun times <laughs> fun times at the club <laughs> And I'm just thinking now, if something comes up for you and me where we have to stand up for ourselves yeah. as a little business, yeah. I it's good to know that in you. It's good to know that that's an edge for you so that when something feels really important, that if I say to you, I want to say something, you're like, no, no, don't say anything. Mm. And sometimes you are right. And so often you've been right not to say something. Mm. But actually... I know. I now know that if it puts us out of integrity, then mm. it's something that needs dealing with. Yeah. And I will take yeah. that lead for us. Yeah, but I think we're a very good balance in that. And also, part of that is that I like to marinate, and you like to react in, in yes. the in the immediate instant. Yes. Well, I've learned not to now. Yes, you've taught me that. And I've learned sometimes you have to speak up a little more. So you know that's why we're a good balance for each other. Which totally. Is, which is healthy and lucky. Very lucky. Anyway. Is it coming in the club? It has to come in the club. All these mental practices, as difficult as they've been, have to come in the club. And I am not sorry to see the back of this mental health month. Women will be coming in the club saying, no, I didn't order that. I ordered this and I'm standing up for myself. Well, no, they'll say it in an assertive way, not an aggressive way. Yeah. I hope they won't have to because their service will be... Impeccable. Yes. So that is our main show on standing up for yourself. Yeah. If you want to get in touch for the epilogue, because we're going to discuss it further, you can email us hello at theselfcareclub.co.uk. Come find us on Instagram at selfcareclubpod. We'll be back tomorrow with another clinic. We're just all over the place, aren't we're we? We're everywhere. We're you in your ears every day. You can't get rid of us. We'll be back tomorrow. Bye-bye.